With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oh, wait. <laughs> My music disappeared. Oh, there it goes. Oh. <laughs> no, not that music. Not that music. <laughs> Strong start. Yeah. Are we live, pal? We are live, pal. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the A-Side Live Chat. I am, of course, your host, Jose Youngs, the rightful winner of this week's episode of Between the Lengths. But we can talk about that later <laughs> because Jed and Casey, Jed, of course, spoiler alert, is... Oh, no. Oh, man. I guess this is just the A-Side Live Chat with Jed Mashu now. Uh, I'm sorry that you were <laughs> anticipating coming to a much worse show and it just got a lot better for you. <laughs> okay. God, the, the feedback, the feedback from the gods were like, yes, Jose won. We'll give Jed a little more time to talk because his time in the spotlight is coming to an end. But you know what? Go watch this week's episode of Between the Links. After this, between in that time frame between this episode of the A-Side and UFC Vegas 15 Media Day, Go watch Between the Links with Mike Heck, and you can see what I'm talking about. Casey is very anti-everyone dying. And, well, he's very pro-everyone dying from this pandemic. Jed apparently doesn't believe this pandemic is a big deal because Fight Circus is all of the headlines. But I digress. Go watch this later. But, Jed, how's life down in the South? You know, it's spectacular when you're coming off a big W like I am. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we don't need to focus on the sad thing, Jose. Sometimes nice. we can just celebrate uh, the stupid and the amazing, which is why we're all in the sport in the first place. Right. So to paraphrase, don't talk about the sad. Talk about the stupid. Sounds like mixed martial arts. Um, Casey, how's life in Englewood? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to paraphrase, it's a fart noise. All right. Yeah. Anyway, you guys know the drill, Jed. This is your first time on the A side, if I'm not mistaken. Were you on any other sure. past iteration? Well, nope. welcome. This is my first my first thing. So thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime, man. Well, if someone is gonna have a Rochambeau leg kicking contest and someone has to talk about it, you're the man to do it. So anyway, hit us with the first question, Casey. First question. From Jessica Crystal Cruz says, yay. Okay. <laughs> I agree. Yay. Okay, uh, next question. This is this is technically a question. Yo, what's up? Say Jed, like, you want to answer this one? Say it like they say it like they typed I was it. Say it. I was say, Jose, Yo. I need a little more that that's more of that like old seven up commercial. What's up right there? I thought I think Dating that was a Bud Light commercial. Was it? Could be. I don't remember. It was the frog one. Wasn't it? Yo, was up. Because put, they put a lot of S's, it should be a lot of A's because it's was up. Ooh, yeah. Fair. Okay. But, you know, nothing is up. We're here to talk about – I'm here to talk about Fight Circus, and I guess maybe <laughs> I'll have to throw my opinion about some other things as well. It's don't worry, Jed. If people don't talk about Fight Circus for whatever reason, we'll give you all the time in the world at the end to cut a promo. In fact, I won't even cut a promo. I'll give you my time to talk about it. Oh, perfect. That's that's all I want to talk about my circuit. So uh, I'm happy to talk about whatever before then. Valentina, Jameer Johnson. Some people are fighting this weekend, I think. We can talk about that. Those are rumors. Rumors. Those are big we have, if true. I have not. Uh, we have not got confirmation. There's actually a UFC card this weekend. That's. Uh, oh, I was talking about the boxing. Oh. Uh, again, again, not. Whatever, there's a UFC. Cool. Uh, have you guys heard? Mike Tyson is is gonna fight again. I'm pretty excited. Is, cool. is it a fight or an exhibition? It's always um, a fight. It's uh, you know, anytime they put on the gloves, you got to respect your opponent, even if okay. you by rule aren't allowed to hurt them or get hurt yourself. <laughs> Skullduggery, I say. Casey, what is our All first, right, um, second, third question? I don't know what this question means, but it was written to you. Jose, who's your favorite Akatsuki member? Well, they're asking that because I'm wearing an Akatsuki shirt from the hit anime series Naruto. I would probably have to say Madeira or Payne. Obito's cool. Itachi's cool. Kabuto's cool. But I'd probably say Madeira, but I feel like that's everyone's answer. So there's your answer. I could go, I could go into great detail, but no one cares, especially Jed and Casey. You can t- we could talk about it on another episode or okay. weigh-in show. I, dude, we're all big Madeira fans here. Madeira with an A. Uh, yeah. Pain is cool too. <laughs> yeah. The Akatsuki are the are the in this in this land, of course. You watched Avatar the Last Airbender. Do you watch any sort of TV shows, Jed, that I can reference? I mean, probably not. I'm not a huge <laughs> television guy. Neither but... am I. So but I watched like a very small amount, so I'm trying to put this into words that I could explains it i don't know uh in in avatar you know how they have all the lands casey it's similar in naruto but they're villages and they're not like very specific there's not like earth and water and everything they have very specific names and all of these characters or ninjas have broken free from their 
duties to become like their own person, which is why uh, Izzy is a big fan. If you see, he wears shirts like this a lot. I've seen that shirt. That's because he is his own man. All right. I mean, it's just a good-looking shirt. I don't need to know anything it is. about the background <laughs> to appreciate fine clothing. Hey, man. So you got you need fashion advice, anime fighting? Come to me. You want to talk about tomfoolery? You go to Jed. All That's right. my brand, and I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> Next question. Uh, from Joseph Bose, a longtime commenter in the YouTube comments. Valentina was minus 2,000 favorites to win versus Jennifer Maya. To me, she didn't fight like that at all. Did the pressure get to her of ESPN all week, building the narrative that she didn't care about Maya? Jed, I would be remiss to say you're probably the biggest proponent of Valentina's skills on the site. I feel like you – well, to all of us, she can do no wrong inside the octagon. But you are by far the most vocal, so I'll let you lead this answer did quote the pressure get to Valentina Shevchenko ahead of her fight against Jennifer Maya? So no is the answer to that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's important to remember that fighters don't have any influence over the odds. Like being a minus 2000 favorite doesn't mean anything to the fighters. That's completely separate. And Valentina fought mostly like she always fights. So I, I think that saying the pressure got to her, is really missing the point. I think Jennifer Maya was a little more prepared than we, most of us anticipated. But at the same time, Shevchenko won four rounds very clearly, was never at risk of losing the fight ever. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the dominant performance that kind of we thought it wasn't the head kick KO that you know maybe they had been building. But I, I've mentioned this a ton about Shevchenko. I think her best analog is Anderson Silva. Just because the way she fights, she is purely a counterfighter. She is only going to take what is given, and if you don't give her a lot to work with, she's just going to win. Uh, it might not be impressively, or if you give her a lot to work with, she's going to style on you. Maya mostly didn't give her a lot to work with, and so she ended up winning the fight that she did. Uh, I certainly wasn't one of Shevchenko's best performances ever. I don't, I don't think anyone's here to claim that, but. I mean, she did what she needed to do. Everyone's going to have an off night every now and again. And if your off nights are you winning four rounds decisively and clearly retaining your title, you're doing something okay. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that did Jennifer Maya do anything well? Or was it just yeah, Valentina? Yeah. No, I, th I think, I mean, I think Maya clearly came in pretty schooled to, to what she thought was a good game plan. Uh, she wanted to crowd her and sort of match physicality with, with her. You talked about this on uh, BTL this week. You know, Maya was much stronger than I think most of Shevchenko's opponents have been. And in that second round that she, I think, pretty clearly won, she used that physicality a lot to kind of neuter what Shevchenko could do. Now, again, Maya didn't work her over or really dominate her or, or kind of pile up damage but she did control her and i think that was her uh, a large portion of her game plan coming in was to cut the cage off or clinch grappling and it worked for a little bit um, shevchenko had to adjust and she did as it kind of developed but yeah i don't in general i think you should rarely ever take something uh or blame the, the winning fighter or the champion you should always give credit to the challenger because they're giving looks that are making the champion not get to do their favorite things. Well said. Well said. Uh, Casey, you train. Uh, so you've obviously, you watch fights probably a little different than we do. Uh, do you think Jennifer might put any sort of blueprint out for how a path to victory over Valentina could possibly be? Um, yeah. You have to hold her down. 
I mean, I I don't think there's a 25er that can match her for 25 minutes in the stand-up uh, mm-hmm. at, 20, at 125. Um, and hopefully you can just score three rounds on her out of five and just, you know, maybe Valentino just, I don't want to say be lazy, but just give away rounds and not take any damage. I mean, I think when Valentino does lose, it'll be like if Maya, if Maya was able to do that two more times where – Shevchenko would lose a decision, but yet not have one bruise in her face, and probably her opponent was all beat up. I think that that was Maya's path to victory, and she got one third of the way there. That's about it. Yeah, Um, she stopped at step one. Yeah, I mean, which was, I mean, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm the, I'm a weirdo because I thought that was a decent performance from Valentina and a really good performance from Maya, and that's what you got. You still got a four-one dominant victory for Shevchenko. Um, I'm kind of, I, I don't really see the narrative of Valentina look bad or I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, th- I thought I this was, was bad, but was, was it similar to the, the oh, sorry. tactics? Well, we, we like, also learned about her knee injury that, that, you know, so yeah. she said she had just had surgery. So if you're going to do a primarily grappling match and she just didn't want her knee to blow out during the, during yeah. any of the standup, if you take it grapple, it's less likely your knee is going to, you know, uh, slip or I mean I have a a, a torn um, MCL or ACL one of those I wore one side is messed up so uh, every once in a while when I'm standing you know if I go a lateral movement it was just slip and um, I can see why she just didn't want to take that risk sure 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 so going going off of Jed's comparison to Anderson Silva this was sort of not ex- not in terms of excitement or dominance, but the path to victory is what Chael Sonnen did to Anderson. Just got to hold him down and control him on the ground for so long. Uh, so, continue on that narrative. Was this, was, uh, excellent. Was, go ahead. Was this was this was Shevchenko Maya equivalent to Anderson Silva versus maybe um, Leches Tadas Leches? Is it was it? Ex- mm. Not bad, honestly. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not a bad comparison. Yeah, around right there, it's just it's just gonna be one of those fights that in her reign <laughs> that we're not. Everyone yeah, has a too. bad fight. Like even people forget John Jones's fight against Ovin St. Pru happened too. Every, you're not gonna blow everyone out of the water every time. Yeah. All right. Do do do. Next question. Thank you, Mr. Boza. From Les. Lessig, is that an I or an L? Yeah, Lessig. Well, Lessig, Lessig on the site. On the site, Tony versus Oliveira, a non-title fight? Question mark. Habib will not be the lightweight goat until he beats all, at least a grapple. Until he at least beats a grappler, he has fought only favorable stylistic matches for him, and his record is very padded. Okay, <laughs> I I cannot believe he is number one pound for pound. So uh, this is a weird question for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Casey, we'll start with you. We'll start with you. A, there's a few things to unpack from this question. Uh, is can Habib really be considered the lightweight goat until he beats a grappler? Has he only fought favor favorable stylistic matchup? And can you believe he is number one pound for pound? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like, right, so the first question. What was the first? What, no, he, okay. He said I, he cannot be the lightweight go until he beats a grappler. No, he's what? What does that mean? That he has to win a submission underground? It's, it's, this is mixed martial arts. I don't, I don't understand. He's twenty nine and zero. He hasn't fought one. He hasn't fought one person that understands any grappling. 
I, 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 I wish you would just say it and just that's say important is a, a BJJ black belt. Like what? That, 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 I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't. I think no. That's just this is just, isn't true. Uh, I wish. I just would say like, you, you want to like, see Habib versus Ferguson. That if you just said like, Habib isn't Habib isn't the real deal till he fights Ferguson. That's what I think. That's what the commenter just wants to say. But he's I would like it. to add that uh, Alex Keeley has notified me that this commenter is a known troll on the site. <laughs> uh, so Alex Keeley apologizes for not warning us. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, this is this is just pretty obviously like a troll comment. Yeah, it's, I, uh, it's it is un, he's unquestionably the lightweight goat, and I and the same with the same love I have for Valentina, I have been one of the world's biggest BJ Penn supporters forever, and he is the only yeah. person who maybe could have ever had a claim to it over Habib. It's just this is not a question. <laughs> he's. I, I agree with the BJ Penn assessment. For me, he was just like the greatest by default. Because at the point of his, at the height of his run at Lightweight, he was so dominant. And then everyone, the the belt has bounced around so much. Or like Benson Henderson is another good answer. Because he, like, there's legitimate arguments that he lost to Gilbert. He lost both to Frankie. But a win is a win. So I think he was in the conversation. And then there just hasn't been enough activity at the top of that division so for me bj was just the default go but habib passed him with that win over gaichi i thought i thought Habib passed him uh before he went over gaichi i i thought he passed mm-hmm. him I thought there was an argument with the connor win and i thought once he beat dustin that he was the lightweight go mm-hmm. and then at that point we were trending towards a fight with tony obviously yeah. that didn't happen i thought if he had beaten tony uh, given the run Tony was on, that then he would have had a really, really good argument for like overall goat status. That never happened. And I, as much as I respect Gaethje, I think beating Gaethje even after Gaethje beating Tony is not quite the same as it would have been if he had just beaten Tony when Tony was, you know, Tony has like a really good argument to being the second greatest lightweight of all time. One hundred percent. Like, it's a really good argument if you just take titles out of it, like the run of wins he put together over the quality of competition. So I'm Habib is it. Uh, I think it's hilarious that you want to see him fight a grappler troll person because he's he is the grappler. Like, he's the end game. So like, yes. Like, the Tony fight never made sense to me as, like, something fun. Like, it, it made sense competitively because that should have happened. But I always thought he was going to roll through Tony because Tony's not that great of a defensive wrestler. And if, if your game plan is you're going to out-grapple Habib, good luck, bruh. Like, okay, have fun with that. So, I mean, cool. Yeah. Charles would get that work, too. Like, it'd be the same thing. I do think if the Habib Tony fight at its peak, especially at the the fifth time before it fell out because of the pandemic, the, that fight was for the title and the greatest lightweight ever. Whoever would have won that probably would have been the best. Because if Tony hadn't, because this is before Tony lost to Gaethje, you still on that massive win streak. Because if Tony had beaten Habib, which we all agree probably wouldn't have yeah. happened, but if by some miracle Tony beat Habib, there's no argument he would have been the best ever. Uh, but yeah, I actually, good. I actually do put Tony Ferguson number two greatest lightweight ever and then probably I bj third maybe no i'm a i'm a anyway. i'm a weirdo i'm just not i'm not right, as right. high on tony as every, i'm not as high on tony as everyone else is i think he's the top i'm not five saying guy. he's this i'm not saying he's the second most talented i'm saying just based off of what he's done he's I'm probably sure. the second best lightweight dude i have been a known tony ferguson hater forever like for the last two years i've thought the top five guys in the division would beat him and I still think that's true. I'm like, I thought Gaethje was going to beat him. I always thought Habib would beat him. 
I think Connor, everyone really seemed to think that Tony was a bad matchup for Connor, and I always thought that was really wrong. I think Poirier would beat him. But who he beat, who he won over, like, that's an incredible run. And the merits kind of warrant him. Like, I think putting him at number two is totally a very legit argument. I have actually, I have Gaethje, whatever. <laughs> um, back to the question. Uh, yeah, okay, it's a troll question. Gaethje <laughs> oh, could be the second most be talented. The one pound for pound fighter. Like that's. Yeah, I'm sorry. 100%. Say it yeah, again. he's beaten all the best people in by far the best division. He should obviously be the number one pound for pound fighter. Yeah. From Terrence Leverett, this cat posted like five questions today. I'm glad we got at least one of them in. From Terrence Leverett on Twitter, apologies if I mispronounce your name. Besides Aljo, no one is talking about Figgy, Blaine, Fix Grabs. I'm assuming it's Fence Grabs. What are your thoughts on how this gave him an unfair position? He should have been taken down near the fence. Instead, he was taken down in the open. Jed, your thoughts on Davidson Figueredo's fence grabs against Alex Perez this weekend at UFC 255? I didn't notice him in real time. I didn't notice him until Aljo like was shouting about it. I was live blogging and didn't catch my eye because I was too focused on that dope ass scissor sweep he tried to go for. <laughs> um, I mean, sure. I, I haven't rewatched the fight to like notice if he grabbed the fence. That sucks, but. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on the amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
whatever. And this happens all the time in fighting. Just they're never going to punish it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I still don't know why we don't have like a plexiglass surrounding that you can't grab, but we use a fence and the referees are never going to deduct a point or stop it from happening. So you should cheat. If you are a fighter, cheat until they take points away because it may well help you defend your lightweight cha- or flyweight championship. So cheat. Good for you, Davison. <laughs> Has Alex Perez mentioned anything on it? Not that Yeah, so until he yeah. says something, like my stance is always when fans have complaints about anything, especially like I we this was the big conversation when if Habib had made weight or not. He did, obviously, according according to this what the guy at the scale said. Right, in air quotes, because we didn't see it. But I remember Casey was all he didn't make weight, he didn't make weight. This is a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal until Justin Gaethje says something because he's the one fist fighting. Uh, because obviously he would get more money, but he never said anything, so I didn't comment on it. Uh that's my take on this until Alex Perez says something. I don't think it's the end of the world. I'm just pro-cheating, so if you cheat, that's fine. As long as you don't get caught, you've won. Congratulations. There you go. I just don't think Casey? This, I just don't think this is the type of foul where you go, you know what, if Figgy didn't grab – because he still got the takedown. He just didn't get the takedown where he wanted to get – or Perez wanted to get the takedown. But I don't think there's anything to suggest that if Perez had gotten that takedown right along the cage, oh, Perez, Perez dominates, and now he's the new – he's the 125 champ. I just – don't see that <laughs> but um but i've always said too like i think i'm i'm, I'm not quite in the same not like not quite as um, adam as jed is but fence grabs groin shots eye pokes they're all legal the first one is always legal i've never first, and, uh, first two are first, legal well i'm I'm being generous. I mean, I mean, I've, well, I've been working MMA 13 years now. I've never seen a fence grab or an eye poke or a groin shot be deducted a point on the first one. I've seen DQs, like, because the, the eye poke's so bad or the groin shot's so bad, but I've never seen a guy get deducted a point on the first one. Never. Have you? Fence grabs are a weird thing, too, because, like, that one has the most obvious fix to it. Like, deducting a point is a, in the way that fights or score is kind of like a really big deal. So I can at least understand the implicit, like why refs might not want to do it. But like if the fence grab should be a really easy thing to, okay, well you grab the fence. We're just going to start you on the ground. You, you have given up standing position here. Like there'd be a really easy fix to implement, but I also just don't care. So whatever, it's fine. His most egregious fence grabs still the Jose Aldo against Chad Mendes one. That seems to be the one everyone brings up. Right, right. Don't know what you're talking about. Sure. Anyway, is that the fight where Chad Mendez just got his head blown off by a knee? Yeah, because sure did when he broke away. Right. You don't remember Jose? No, you don't. You remember when he ran into the? You you definitely remember Jose Aldo running into the crowd and uh, security just swarming to try like. Oh yeah, the King of Rio. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You recall that? Yep. (laughs) Anything else? Not sure what you're talking about. Sure. From Anid Saranga, apology if I mispronounce your name again. Who's going to be the first to fight TJ Dillashaw? Do you guys think he can beat Jan? Sure. I mean, TJ Dillashaw was the Bantamweight champion at one point in time, whether that was because of extracurricular activities or not. We don't know uh, because he obviously failed his USADA test after his flyweight debut against Henry Cejudo. But uh, I called for him to fight 
Cody, uh, Corey Sanhagen yeah. after Corey Sanhagen beat Marlon. I think a lot of us were in agreement at the time that that would be a really fun scrap. My opinion hasn't changed. TJ can obviously fight in January. Corey Sanhagen wants to fight. I don't know if TJ Dillashaw wants to fight. Unless they want to run it back with Dominic Cruz, we do Cruz Dillashaw too, because I was at that fight and that fight absolutely ruled. It's also really close. A lot of people think TJ won, but Casey. Who should TJ Dillashaw fight first when he returns to the UFC? If I was Corey Sanhagen, I would want the TJ Dillashaw match. Um, I think the UFC will most likely want TJ versus Cruz because I think that's the mm-hmm. biggest match. And I, I do, I didn't, I, I'm, st- I'm still kind of unhappy with the Cruz stoppage over Cejudo, but that's another story. Um, but uh, to answer the second part, do you guys think you can beat Jan? We're going to have to see what this post USADA TJ is, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. if, he, if he goes out there and defeats uh, Sanhagen or Cruz convincingly, sure. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't, we're, Jan's, Jan's the champion, but I don't think we're at the point where he's unbeatable. We just think, oh, he's clearly the best guy right now. He's on a good run. And um, that's, that's why I see Jan. I don't, I don't know. If, um, uh, Jed, I had to coach you, Ed. Jed, um, where do you see Jan? I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know that Jan. He has the belt. Well, okay, clear. Well, clear. I guess clearly is not the right word. Um, but I think he. The way to describe Jan is he has the belt at the moment. But let's not forget he beat Uriah Faber and then beat Jose Aldo. Like he hasn't beaten Sanhagen, Sterling, any of these prime bantamweights in the peak of their careers right now. So that's why this Alzheimer Sterling. five guys 100% the Sterling fight would have answered a ton of questions like fighting a guy longer than him fighting a like an incredible grappler fighting a guy in the in the prime of his career like that like the Jimmy Rivera fight was obviously impressive but Jimmy Rivera himself said he didn't really take Jan that seriously and kind of gave it away um so yeah the 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 fight against Sterling would have answered so many questions I hope they book it if they want to make that the main event and makes TJ in the co-main event wouldn't hate it would not hate it. So we have a little bantamweight final four going on right there. Because if TJ wins, beats Corey Sanhagen, or Corey beats TJ, I think the winner of that rightfully deserves a title, the crack at the winner of Sterling and Jan. Uh, just my opinion. Jed, what are your thoughts on this whole TJ situation? Who would you like to see him fight first? I don't hate your ideas. Um, I frankly would actually like to see him not fight Corey Sanhagen um, mm-hmm. just because it's a really long layoff and as – know a lot of people the idea of ring rust is controversial at this point but i would just like to see him two years is a really long time away from the sport and i'd like to see where he's at uh and then i'll fold this into the, and he beat jan i think the answer is no um and i don't think we really have a great concept on who peter jan is or will be as a fighter slash champion at this point but tj dillashaw will be 35 uh if i'm mm-hmm. not mistaken by the time he fights again and the lower weight classes, they just don't age as well. Like you can be a good heavyweight into your fifties, damn near. Like lower weight classes, people age like bread. So he's I just don't anticipate him doing super well at thirty-five, coming off of or potentially uh a lack of assistance in that category. Two years off, like I'd I think it's going to be a really tough road to hoe for him. Uh, so in that regard, I kind of like to see him not fight Corey Sanhagen. I do think a Dominic Cruz or uh, a Frankie Edgar fight would be 
something that maybe gives him, lets him wet his feet a little more that is still a high value, highly interesting bout for people to, but if you throw him in there with Sandhagen, all right. I mean, I certainly watch it because if Dillashaw is, you know, if he's the same guy, that's a, that's a banger of a fight. And if he's the same dude, I think he can still certainly be competitive with anybody in the division. So I'm cool with what you're throwing out there. Make that the co-main event for Jan Aljo when that happens. Yeah. Sign me up. I selfishly want Cruz versus Edgar, and I, so I don't yeah. want to sacrifice that fight. Um, TJ, I know you know your eye favorite would probably want that fight because they have some beef, but I don't think anyone wants to watch that fight in 2021. Um, we do have some, we do have Marlon versus Rob Font coming up. He could fight the winner of that because Marlon, TJ, I think at one point they were the two best bantamweights in the world. If Rob Font beats Marlon, that's a massive win. Um, obviously, Cheeto Vera is supposed to fight Jose Al. Yeah, Cheeto and Jose are fighting. They're in December, the December nineteenth yeah. card. The winner of that would be a lot of fun. Um, Do that. That's yeah, Sugar Sean is out there. Around. So yeah, bantamweight <laughs> is a lot of fun. So take your pick. Actually, you know what? I you, you got you changed my mind. Um, I, I disagree. Actually, I now I do want to see D, for the first fight back to be TJ versus Uriah Faber because I think this is a because if TJ is smart he should have some ring rust and this will be a quote-unquote tune-up match against someone like faber and if faber ever wants to fight tj this is basically the best opportunity huh this would be the best opportunity oh yeah well yeah if he he doesn't fight him now he never will get that's what i mean so so for faber 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 wants the 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 best version the the easiest version to beat is probably the tj went right when he comes back and for TJ, it's it's a much easier fight than, say, fighting someone like Sanhagen. So that's why I said for Sanhagen, I would love to fight TJ right when he comes back because that's that'd be the biggest name. It'd be lots of press, and the 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 potential victory would look maybe more impressive than what it actually is. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe throw that one. Maybe not in January because I don't know if Faber is even remotely in fight shape because he just had his second kid or is having a second kid. I can't quite remember. He had the kid. Wow. He did. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, it's a miracle. Uh, so maybe when they come back from Fight Island, let them get back in shape because uh, I don't think they want to throw both of the two those two cats on Fight Island. All right. Who wins, Goku versus Naruto? Oh, man, I've had this argument a million times. Probably Goku because he's a god and Naruto's – I'll leave it at that because we don't have to get – I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but we don't have enough time in the day. Jed looks bored already. Casey's I, laughing. I don't, know who, I don't know who Naruto is. Like I know in concept, yeah. but I've never wanted to watch that at all. But mm-hmm. uh, based on your assessment, if Goku's a god and the other one isn't, then I'm going to take the one who's a god. Well, Goku – Naruto easy. has a demon sealed inside of him, so he does have some uh, untapped, god, literally untapped god, potential. Demon. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, both of the, I just think Naruto's power. I mean, Goku's power level is infinite, and Naruto we've over kind of 9, seen. This. Yeah, well over nine thousand. <laughs> yeah, what? Come on, dork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naruto, we've seen. I think his 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 peak, and while he is the most powerful ninja from this time frame ever, Goku's died and come back maybe seven or eight times and he each and it's it's to the point where like now they're on like dragon ball super where his power he's literally like his he's like god level super saiyan so yeah goku wins that 10 out of 10 times 
All right, you got your, you got your there's answer. A, so fun, fun tangent. I, there's the current Dragon Ball run is there's this character who can like absorb people and like become them. So he's trying to fight Goku, and I can't remember the exact uh, exactly what happened, but he basically eats the Earth. He eats the Earth, so he becomes the planet, and he has like a face on it. So it's like planet Earth with like a face on it. He's like laughing. They're like, how do we beat this guy? So naturally, Vegeta just starts punching the ground really hard with his fist. And the planet's like, ah, my head. It is quite ridiculous. <laughs> I'm kind of in on that storyline. <laughs> yeah, dude. So the planet's like, ha, 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 you can't defeat me. Vegeta's like, well, forget this. It just starts punching the ground really hard. Oh, 10 out of 10, good times. Right. So if you can beat up a planet, you could probably beat up Naruto. <laughs> Thank you for your question. Uh, here's a fun one. Rich P. Top Tire, new commenter from, <clears throat> from from I've seen. What unbooked fight do you make first thing 2021 for, for the betterment of the division and the UFC? So I'm saying which fight that we previously had that fell out for whatever reason, whether it be the pandemic, injuries, visa issues, which fight would you book first? Rebook first. Jed, you look like you're deep in thought, so Casey, I'll start with you. Well, he's not coming back, but if he did, obviously Habib Ferguson. I just we just got to see that. That was a, a canceled pandemic fight. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's going on, with Stipe? Is he just injured? Is that is is are there is not there a heavy, Is there a heavyweight title? No. Is, I've, if Francis Stipe uh, originally the plan was March, but that was just like a targeted date. We don't really know. Uh, I just want to. I, I just want to see the heavyweight division move again. Either make an interim Francis versus John Jones or something weird like that. Um, I just. I, I'm. I want the top guys of the heavyweight division to start fighting. I'm tired. We've seen lots of heavyweight fights, just not the guys at the top. So that's basically why I want. Jed, which fight do you rebook ASAP from all the fights that fell out this year? I think you just do. Uh... Aljo Yan. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm with Casey for as far as heavyweight, just because Curtis Blade deserves a title shot. Francis Ngannou deserves a title shot. Stipe might fight John Jones or retire or just, whatever. I'm really not confident what Stipe is doing. We spent so much damn time on Stipe DC trilogy. It's been three years at this point or something damn near to it. And just feels like that division is held hostage. Uh, but I just don't know, like, I don't know that that's getting clarity super quickly. Whereas we just get this Aljo Yan fight done because Bantamweight, Bantamweight has a little more clarity, but Bantamweight's just sick. It's an awesome division. There are a lot of really, like you mentioned just a minute ago, like if Yan beats Aljo, that'll really be the first top level guy he's actually beaten in the division. Like, cause your eye favor and Jersey Aldo are not, they're just not that. So, yeah. like, I'd love to see that fight and then see who comes next. Corey, Corey Sandhagen against Jan would be something new if TJ Dillashaw comes back and gets a win. Like, I don't want the Bantamweight division to end up in the same place the heavyweight division is, and it really could, especially given how Cejudo kind of just bailed on it. So, yeah, I'd run that back as quickly as you can. Yeah, I think – the answer the answer is Sterling Yan, but just because we've already had that. I wouldn't hate I don't know I don't know if it makes sense, but Makachev RDA 
just because of, I really want to see Makachev against an elite fighter. He has he's been he's been out for more than a year, and he's had what is he's supposed to fight Alexander Hernandez, which again that wouldn't be a bad fight either. But I think he's kind of past that right now. This one fight, fight in Brooklyn, and then it got pushed, and then RDA fell out of the Fight Island fight, and then Makachev fought, fell out of their next fight. I would like to see those two fight five rounds. I want to see Makachev against five rounds? I want to see him against RDA, who's I think one of the more unheralded. Uh, fighters in terms of like we talk about best fighters on the planet not many people bring him up but he's been around forever so that is my answer Makachev versus RDA because there's a lot of questions I think that would answer and it's just oh sorry it's, just, it's not my top two but I still want to see Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson I just like yeah Megan Anderson um, has earned that ass whooping and ooh. Let's, let's make it happen uh gilbert burns Usman, obviously because that's fight has fallen off like what twice not because i want like there are other fights at welter i want to see but I, if that's the fight that has to happen we get past that there's a lot more fights that can happen so that's kind of like a door to open the rest of the welterweight division um uh yeah million fights million million fights yeah, i, I, I want to see way lee back in the the mix i feel like uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I assume it's because of the coronavirus. We just haven't even heard her name really talked about since her fight of the year. But um, let's get her back out there. Man, I feel like all that momentum is completely gone now. <laughs> so there are your answers. Good question, by the way. Terrence Leverett, again, thoughts on Dana saying he's been talking about doing the atomweight division. Wouldn't this be a perfect opportunity for him to make a division on tough? That way people can learn who they are, kind of like how they did for women's flyweight and women's strawweight. Let's not. That's a, that was actually a really good tournament, division, I think. Yeah. We were talking about doing tournaments and Grand Prix on Between the Links, but lately the only tournaments we get for a title is when they introduce new weight classes on the ultimate fighter actually the 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 flyweight the strawweight season was the last full season of tough i watched just because i knew all those uh women from invicta and they were like rose tisha torres beck rollins at the time like they were the best strawweights in the world obviously cloudy and Joanna uh didn't do tough for whatever i can't quite re- remember Claudia the reason didn't do it because they were too good no, no, it was a uh, yeah. weight, weight cutting, weight cutting, weight, weight cut thing. That's that makes yeah, a lot more sense. You want, which, which is why Carla did so dang well because Carla is an yeah. atom weight who fights at straw weight. Yeah. And that's why Rose did well too because she does not like she cuts a lot of weight either. Um, and then they obviously did it with a flyweight. Didn't really work out too well because Nico Montano ended up fighting. It was like a whole lot of injuries. Like Star Eubanks had weight cut issues. Roxanne got another fight. Uh, Nico Montano won and it got stripped when she fell off uh, the Valentina fight. So Jed. Do you like the idea of an atomweight division, and would you like to see it on tough if this is the case? Yes, and sure. I've always felt that tough's like tough is a stale format. Like we've talked about that ad nauseum elsewhere. But the one thing that it is really good for is helping to develop new divisions. I thought forever ago that they should have just made a, a women's featherweight tough, like to build that division because that's still they still don't even have rankings because they don't have that many women's featherweight fighters in the ufc um and i think if you're gonna do atom weight you should should absolutely just lead that division off with a season of tough um to crown the champion too that's fine like i didn't love when they did that for um for straw weight just because I don't know. I, I the whole time I really felt like Joanna and Claudia were probably the actual two. You know, when they because they were fighting outside of the tough bubble, and mm-hmm. the sort of feeling was that that was the the true champion. And then ultimately they ended up winning. That that kind of came to, to fruition. 
but I think you still just do that. And that's, that's the best way to introduce it and at least build the division kind of from scratch. So yeah, if, if they want to do the atom weight, I think there are way worse ways to do it than doing it through tough. They did do a featherweight tournament on tough. You know who the finals were? Macy no. Chazen and Pansy, Panny Kianzid, who are both Bantamweights now. After mm. they won, they dropped it down to Bantamweight, which Megan Anderson took a lot of issues I've been watching Tough in the last and, few and Pan, years. And, and Panny was always a Bantamweight. At least Macy was, was a featherweight who actually yeah. did come down. Macy, so, uh, yeah. like, like, like Casey said with Carla, Carla's basically an Atomweight fighting a Strawweight, so she did so well on Tough. Macy and Panny were Bantamweights fighting at Featherweight, and when they won, they immediately dropped back down, and Megan Anderson took a lot of issue with that. Uh, considering they were billed as like, oh, we're going to build the featherweight division, and then the two finalists didn't even fight in the division. I think uh, Bea Malecki was on that turn season. She's now bantamweight. Um, At least with atomweight, you wouldn't get that. The yeah. prompt because the, there's uh, no way to drop back down. But the problem, yeah, is you're not going to go down anymore. Why? Like I, 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 I really wish uh, UFC or Bellator um, had um, band uh, had sorry atomweights. I did not want to see it on tough because. All that's gonna happen, you're gonna you're gonna get very dangerous weight cuts again, and because that's the whole problem of tough is the whole lots of fights, lots of weight cuts, and these atom weights have to cut a lot of weight, and especially, I mean, we, we need to kind of warm it up here <laughs> because the, the way the schedules are, there's gonna be some lady problems with all these really close fights to make that 105 weight class, and uh, it's mm-hmm. just gonna happen, and I just don't feel like we're gonna get the t- because of that. We're gonna get, we're gonna get the, the the finals are gonna be the two best roommates, the two best people who can live in a tough house rather than the two best fighters. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams, so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. So... Uh, yes, and Adam waits no for tough. I would like just a regular tournament. Doesn't have yeah, to yeah, just a, yeah, just do a regular tournament. Do uh, readjust the contender series where the contender series is a tournament for I don't know. Just just don't do tough. I, I just don't need. I don't need. I don't. I don't need to see the Adam waits pick what bunk bed they want. It's just not. Who would uh, Carla if she wants to? It's ultimately her decision. Probably Loma. Would probably Loma. I would imagine she's she's pretty yeah. short. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I, uh, who else? You have a lot, but you have a lot of Asian ones. You have like Sohi Ham, yeah. Osaki. Uh, I know there's a few more I can't think of, but um, 
Danielle, Danielle Taylor, she's actually a real, she's actually, oh, she's real she's short. She's so, yeah, 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 she's, yeah. she's a shorty. Uh, yeah. Obviously, in the past, Michelle Waters is not going back down to Adam. Nah, she's not going to this point, she's, she's a legit, she's built, she's built herself up to be a legitimate straw weight at this point. Maybe Jessica Penny gets, I know she's still training to get Jessica Penny back. She was the original yep. Adam Wake champ. The, 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 the OG, OG Adam OG, Wake. yeah. Yeah. So. We just get You're Cyborg to come down. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> Cyborg can just take that weight. It'll just be her, okay. Her leg. Stop ducking whoever. <laughs> hey, maybe Laura Sanka will come out of retirement. Maybe Laura Sanka will come out of retirement. Oh, yeah. Jinyu Fry? Well, she was the Adam Weight champion, right? Yeah, Jinyu Fry? Yep. But hey, she got yeah. stripped for missing weight. Yeah, she wanted to She miss- already got stripped. See, would you you think they bring back uh, – who's it? Um CEO Ham, she on she in Ryzen right now. She um she got Hamder, released. Hamderley. She, Hamderley. She um she yeah. uh is released from Ryzen because I I think because of uh the coronavirus that she couldn't get enough mm. fights. So um either she's released or she vacated her her one five belt because she hasn't fought since New Year's. So. Oof. Angela Lee would be fun, but I think she has a pretty good setup at one championship. So I don't don't think she's making that jump or she's having a kid now. I can't quite remember. Anyway. We gotta find a. We can make a trade. We just need to make another trade. Like, let's just get rid of Davis and Figueredo. They, it's fine. <laughs> just make that swap. All right. Uh, I like. I like. Wait, I just like. I like this comment real quick. Uh, we can get it. So. <laughs> I did it. I did go to law school. I went to law school. Which, I'm not actually sure which of the ones. Oh, it's the one. It's it's this one right here, wherever my finger is. That's your, that that's, one. That's that's the law school diploma. Law school. Law school. Law school. What's in your? Not that. So you have you have legitimate degrees. Casey has championship belts and a cozy fireplace, and I have a bunch of comic books behind me. It is what it I is. take the comic books. That seems yeah. like the best. You, don't you have? You used to have. You have comic books in the back, don't you? Sometimes. Uh, mine are all over. My bookshelves are on a separate wall. But yeah, I keep forgetting. I, I keep forgetting you're one of the comic book fans on the site. I am. Like legitimate. You have blankets, right? I think I saw that one. Yeah. I have, yeah. See, your your your. Uh, I hate to say it. Your view of comic books is much more online with my view of comic books. Oh. I hate to agree with you, Jed. Did you guys just become yeah, best friends? You, I would absolutely defer to you as the the true comic book person, but I dabble. I'm in. Ja, Damon 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 reads a lot of comic books too, but I think he's much more into the colorful tights and superheroes, which is fine. I like I like those. Yeah, too. I don't have a lot of those. I have some. I, uh, there's I some good ones going on. Yeah, I have far took, too many. Took a couple of graphic novel classes in college. Oh. The best. That would be. I would yeah. always want to. There's def. This is definitely a casual show. Thank you, Shiger Tark. Excellent name. I agree. With Spike, did not expect the Spike Carlisle question from Suzanne on YouTube comments. Will Spike Carlisle wait for the bell this time around or not? Jed, I don't know if you remember, but Spike Carlisle, when he fought Billy Quarantillo, decided he was done fighting that round with like seven seconds left and just took a hook to the face. I as I actually thought that fight deserved fight of the night because that fight was a lot of fun. Uh, Dana White himself, was, I asked him at the press conference. Oh, and, yeah, I yeah, I remember. Literally, ne- I have never seen that before. So, yeah, not even Dana White knew, knew what to make about that. So, hopefully. Sometimes you're done. Sometimes you're, if you're you like, 
if you like big jack dudes with orange cornrows that likes to do the joker laugh spike carlisle is your kind of fighter yeah yeah he is i mean great great nickname what's his nickname the alpha ginger like okay. it's exactly the nickname you would think for a guy like yeah. spike carlisle yeah. you yeah. looked at him like, that's a guy who thinks this would be a great nickname What's the deal from Brendan Adrian in the YouTube comments? What's the delay on Michael Chandler? They say because he needs more time after the weight cut, but look at the flyweights UFC 256. Um, I don't know if you've ever met Mike, Michael Chandler, Brandon Adrian. Dude is a thick boy. It doesn't cut to 155 very easily. Like I would say his weight cut is going to be one of the harder ones. And lightweight, you're not going to get a lot of last-minute fights with him. Um, I think he's going to fight Justin Gaethje. Just a hunch. With Tony Ferguson tied up with Charles Oliveira, Conor McGregor tied up with Dustin Poirier, Habib's a mystery, Dan Hooker's a mystery. So RDA will probably fight someone, but I have a feeling it's going to be Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje, World Series of Fighting versus Bellator inside a UFC octagon. Jed, your thoughts? So two things. First, I think that you that makes sense to me. I think he is going to fight Justin Gaethje. And if you follow him on social media this morning or last night, um, he posted that he was beginning his training camp Monday. Yep. So he's he's going to be coming in soon. The second thing, really important for fans who apparently don't know this, fighters don't owe you a damn thing. So if they want to not fight because they've spent the last eight weeks or eight months in a series of training camps and they want to take some time off to let their body heal, spend time with their family. That's totally okay. And that's fine. So him, Oh, well look, the flyweights turned around quickly. Like whatever, dude, like that's what Davis and Figueredo did. People are not the same. They have lived very different lives and are working towards different goals and have different incentive structures. So he's taking his time for whatever reason that may be. And that's totally okay because whoever he does fight, fight's going to be awesome. I'm not even a mm-hmm. big Michael Chandler guy, but he's just – he's a top lightweight and he's going to fight another top lightweight sometime before next summer certainly. So it will be an awesome fight. And we just – you just kind of got to hold your horses till it happens. I've heard a few rumors and rumblings, but none of this is confirmed whatsoever. But I've heard a few uh, people say that they're they're hearing – rumors of uh saturday wednesday saturday fight island thing kind of like they did in jacksonville so fight card saturday fight card wednesday fight card saturday uh which would be a lot of work if that is the case i would assume this is all assumptions connor poirier would be the first saturday because they would want a whole week of media they don't want to break it all up with the wednesday card the wednesday I would love if it was, if Chandler is fighting Gaethje, Chandler Gaethje five rounds on the Wednesday or Saturday, either one, because that would mean Chan, those four are still sort of on the same timeline. Tony was only like a month ahead. Uh, so they all those top lightweights would be like a month apart in terms of time frame. And then I uh, don't know who the, the other main event would be. Don't really care because it'll be a fun fight probably. Um, but that's if that's the case, stick Chandler versus uh, – <laughs> I, I want to see Chandler. I saw some of the comment sections say co-main event UFC 257. I want Chandler Gaethje five rounds. Uh, if they do want to fight in January, I would like it to be on them. But they are very, they are both very pro US of A. So if they want to stick those two guys in the Middle East to fight, might be a little weird. But it's not like they have to do a lot of media and fans would get to watch that fight. So it would be a lot of fun. Hopefully, it's five rounds. Casey, your thoughts? 
I'm not actually in love with Chandler Gaethje. I just want to see the. I just want to see both of those gentlemen fight. If they fight each other, cool. Uh, I'm just kind of tired of talking about Michael Chandler and potential matchups. Honestly, I just. I'm just like, all right, let's do it. I'm like, I'm just like, I think he could fight Mark. He could fight RDA. He could fight Hooker. I'm like, yeah. cool, cool, cool. You know, I don't care. Honestly, no. I, I just think at this point, it's it's just uh, process of elimination. All the other lightweights are booked up. Gaethje doesn't have a fight. Chandler was there for his fight. They both cut weight at the exact same time. The timelines are there. I saw them chatting on the plane on the way back from Abu Dhabi. Make it happen. Okay. But I like to point out, but he said, look at the flyweights at UFC 256. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> All the, yeah, also, that they have made weight. That is, that not, is yeah, that very is true. Which goes into their next question. From Tristan Gordet, with the weight cut from the YouTube comments, with the weight cut being a possible issue for Figueredo versus Moreno, champions gets top billing, heading into headlining UFC 256, why not just do a non, NT, non-title. what is N- non-title fight non-title. as your main event, El Kukui versus Oliveira? They've done it before. Well, it's a pay-per-view. I don't think El- like Tony Ferguson, Charles Oliveira, as awesome as that fight is, is going to be enough to people to shell out $65. We just had this conversation with UFC 255. A, if you have a championship, I know we all disagree on like like the championship. A title is just basically like employee of the month. The UFC doesn't necessarily mean you are the best fighter. You just happen to have the belt. Sometimes it works out like Habib, John Jones, Valentina. They are the best fighter and they happen to have the belt. If you have a belt, you should have you should headline or co-main event. I just think it's the right thing to do. If they are all for these two fights are still on the same card, Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira in a three-round fight, headlining over a five-round title fight would be a little bizarre. Jed, your thoughts? The issue here, and we talked about this on Between the Links. I'm a company man. You should go watch that. Um, is that this is this shouldn't be the pay-per-view. When this was originally, you know, uh, this started as two title fights and it was Amanda Nunes on there and it was the Usman Burns and that was going to be a sick event, definitely the pay-per-view. Now both of those fights are gone. We're replacing it with a flyweight title fight and the co-main event is pretty decent. Like it's a, it's a really fun fight, but it's not like the most important or a fight that's really going to get fans super jacked for Ferguson versus Oliveira. That's, I think that's more of a hardcore fan delight. This just shouldn't be the pay-per-view. They should make the December 19th card, that fight night that's headlined by Hamza Chimeyev, the new hot shit on the block versus Leon Edwards, the guy who frankly deserves a welterweight title fight over Gilbert Burns. So they should just do that swap. And then, yeah, Davidson Figueredo can headline a fight night card. That'll be great. That totally fits with kind of where he's at in his career. He's still the headliner, as he should be, because I totally agree with you on that. But we talk, like I said, we talked about this in between the links. 256 is going to sell like 100,000 pay-per-views as currently constructed. And if they just put the December 19th card instead on pay-per-view, I think that thing does two to 300,000 buys. And makes a lot more sense because the December 19th card is hot fire. So, yeah, I, that's where I stand. Yeah. Casey, your thoughts? Yeah, what Jed said. Yeah. <laughs> UFC 256 I, has a lot of fun undercard fights. Because we, and just, there is a good chance that figure, I, I think Moreno's going to be fine, but Figueredo seriously might not make weight for 256. And that's going to suck because then. then, then be but, yeah, but then it's going to be the whole, oh, Figueredo sucks. He can't make way. He's not the world champ. It's like, 
Well, he got put into a position, obviously thrown some money, and he's going for it. But he might, it might not happen. So I, I yeah, until um, and literally until they walk into the cage, even if he does make weight, because then we have to worry about the rehydration process. There's a lot of things that could go wrong for 256. He has he has said all fight week when I was there that he uh, has spent an, a large amount of the money he's gotten on his nutrition and weight cutting. So he said that's the biggest thing he's done. So uh, I feel much more confident of Figueredo making weight in December 2020 than I did, well, back in February when he fought Joe B the first time. So I think he will make weight. I think that fight's going to be awesome. There are a lot of fun fights on the prelims uh, in the undercard. Looks like a real good ESPN card, if yeah. I do say so myself. <laughs> like JDS Serial Gon's awesome. Dern Jandaroba's awesome. Oh, yes. Quarantillo yes. Gavin, Gavin, like Billy, Billy Quarantillo and Gavin Tucker have some sort of issue with each other. I'm not quite 100% sure what that's about. Tisha Torres, Angela Hill. Uh, let's Moicano and Fazeev is Fazeev finally coming back. Uh, sounds like a good ESPN card, though. Yeah, it's like a it's a pretty solid ESPN card, and they should just mm-hmm. swap them. I don't think they're going to sure. do it because they won't. They can't ever think outside the box like that. But they should just swap these fans. Yeah, uh, they did it for when uh, Kane um, Verdum two fell out. They made and of the main event. Can't remember the year they and Hendricks Wonderboy became the new main event because it was elevated. Mm-hmm. They just made that a fight night. Yep. And that was kind of the emergence of Wonder Boy because I think they didn't have a title to put atop it. At least this time they have a title so they can still think it out. Mm, A strong Pokemon. Okay. Naruto's power level is equal to a strong Pokemon. That's, well, my Pokemon knowledge ends at number 150. Or 151, if you want to, you know, whatever. We don't have to get into it, but so I I don't know. Or like Mew? No, Mew's the original Pokemon. He's Pokemon One. Uh, that all they are kind of all. Awesome. And now there's like all this other lore, and you can like upgrade and everything. I'm not quite. I'm not 100 percent sure. I would have to have my brothers much more into it. Um, so yeah, I you could be right. I just don't want to give out in incorrect information without all of the details. Again, this per- same person, <laughs> strong Pokemon w- will trash anyone from the Naruto universe. You may be right. I just don't know because I'm not. I don't really consume Pokemon. Uh, but I so my knowledge ends at 150. So all those ones, no way. That still makes you the Pokemon expert on this particular yeah, broadcast. That's true. That's true. Oh, me and Sean got into – me and Sean Alshadi got into a little argument on Twitter about it because he was giving out incorrect information to fans on the original 150 Pokemon. After Han – Sean, exactly. Our son. Our son, <laughs> Sean. From – after Hazmat – so Han, this man means Hamzat. Louis – Louis Louis? Louis Louis? After Hazmat runs through Edwards, if the UFC continues this two-division contender gimmick going, who should he fight at middleweight to break into the top 10 as well? Well, if he beats Leon Edwards, I guarantee you he's going to get a welterweight title shot. So, But for the sake of this question, Jed, who would be the equivalent of beating Leon Edwards in middleweight? Mm, I mean, the equivalent is would be beating Robert Whitaker just because they both he and Leon Edwards – have been very successful in the division and deserve a title fight and are not getting the title fight that they deserve. Uh, a kind of 
I mean, sure, if you want to run that, I guess do that. Why not? I think if if he was going to go back to middleweight, though, they'd probably give him like Darren Till or maybe Cannoneer, you know, a top five guy there. But I think the closest comp would be Whitaker. Also, I think the idea that he's going to run through Leon Edwards is questionable at best. Well, Leon Edwards is sitting number three welterweight. The number three middleweight apparently is Jared Cannonier. He's coming off an arm break against Robert Whitaker. Uh, Paulo Costa is coming off a loss. Joel Romero, I think, is going to go to light heavyweight. Darren Till's injured. I honestly think the Derek Brunson comparison would be a good one too, because Derek Brunson has been calling for to fight everyone <laughs> in the top ten, and no one's answering. He called out Paulo Costa. He called out Hamza Shamayev. He called out uh, Cannonier. He's down to fight anyone. He called out Robert Whitaker again. So, I actually think the Derek Brunson comparison is a good one. Uh, Hamza versus Brunson, I think, would be a scrap. Uh, Casey, your thoughts? <sighs> I don't really have an opinion on this. It's just this is a, a, a little too many ifs to me for me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just if uh, I just I'm not Edwards is uh, that's let's get let's get there first. And yeah. well, yeah. This is Leah. This is I've said this a thousand times on like every show we've done. This is the first real welterweight that Hamza Shemaev has fought. He fought two middleweights and a lightweight. Yeah, he fought two middleweights. And then a lightweight that went up to welterweight. This is the first welterweight he's fought. Okay, because Reese McKee is awesome. I think he's. I think. What's up? It's the first good fighter he's fought. Reese McKee is a good fighter. He's just a prospect. He will be. He's a fine fighter because he's. he's, But he's not like a good fighter. Sure, sure, sure. I think is a good to great fighter. Like if Reese McKee and Hamza Shemaev rematch like five years from now, wouldn't surprise me because I I have I think Reese but. I'd also think Reese McKee is lightweight, and that's where he should be. Right. Also, one of Hamza Shemaev's uh, 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 victims is no longer in the UFC. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. The guy he beat first, White Mike Tyson. That Tom one? Phillips. Yes, there he is. Yeah, you, a fine fighter, John Phillips. Is he? I don't know. I'm just being fight circus. All right, finally, I need yeah. as we run out of time. I need. Saranga Fight Circus 2030 main event. DJ and Figueredo versus Francis and Ganu. Who do you guys think would win? Who wins and how? So, Jed, you we're gonna use this opportunity to give you all the time in the world you want to talk fight circus that just happens. For those of you in our comment section who don't know what it is, I'm sure Jed will fill you in. Uh, and then you can answer this man's question if you want, throw any other possible fights you want to see. But let's not forget this man's specific question is Fight Circus 2030. Jed, the floor is yours. Let me, let me just address the, the question out, out of the gate here, because this past weekend at Fight Circus, which is a collaboration between Full Metal Dojo and Cam Soda and is one of the most majestic things that's in oh, the mix. Before, don't search Cam Soda at work. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Absolutely don't. Don't search Fight Circus at work either, frankly. <laughs> Incognito mode. But... It, it doesn't take itself seriously at all because it's not uh, – it can only loosely be described as mixed martial arts, but it can be entirely described as awesome. And in it this past weekend, their first event, they did a two-on-one fight. It went exactly how you would anticipate a two-on-one fight going. This weekend, they had another two-on-one fight that was far more competitive 
featuring the same two guys from the first two-on-one fight against this different opponent who was just way better at fighting, apparently. And then they upped the ante and did a three-on-one fight, and there were some special stipulations in there as well. But the short answer is I have my entire life just assumed that the two people will always beat the one person, even given a huge size disparity, because really if you have any kind of tactics or thoughts, all you have to do is get one one of the guys just has to like restrict a limb or movement on on the solo fighter and then that frees up the other guy to just do whatever he pleases um usually just grabbing a throat or a neck or, or something like that but this now i'm now i'm questioning it because such were the competitive nature of these fights that i don't know maybe francis Ngannou, who is clearly a much better fighter than either of the lone gentlemen who competed this past weekend maybe he can just like jaw mighty mouse right out of the gate and then if that happens it's just one-on-one figueredo versus nganu and i gotta say i'm gonna favor nganu in in those circumstances so i would still lean towards the two fighters versus the one fighter but francis nganu is basically a martian who hits people harder than anyone in the history of the world so he's got a chance but beyond that, uh, Fight Circus is amazing. It does a lot of really weird and stupid things. Sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, frankly, many times it doesn't work. <laughs> but they they also just do a lot of things that do work or are low-key really interesting, even though you think that they're ridiculous. Like, they did a leg-kicking contest this past weekend. It was just Rochambeau of leg kicks. Like, two guys kicked each other in the leg back and forth until one quit. And it was honestly freaking captivating. <laughs> like it's the stupidest thing. It is. It is the sort of thing that you would do if you got drunk with your buddies and were bored and maybe you filmed it to put it on YouTube. They just made a fight promotion out of it. And I'm really here for that. And I hope you guys are too. And pretty soon they're going to put that event up on YouTube. You go watch this past weekend and spoiler alert, Bob Sapp shows up at the end of it. And who's not here for Bob Sapp in 2020. Oh my gosh. Well said, Jed. I had, I do have a question because I haven't got to watch it yet. Uh, I obviously got the, I got the press release uh, about it and I was reading it and I was like, this just, and I'm, I'm like, why do I have to work when this is on right now? <laughs> Me and Oscar Willis for the Mac life, we're just like, oh, can we just reschedule this pay-per-view? <laughs> why do I what have to is- watch the two best flyweights in the world? <laughs> Steve made me live blog a damn event while I was trying to watch fight circuits. What so was bad. women? What was women's Indian leg wrestling? Oh, it is. So, did you ever do that? So, hold on, before to put this in, put it into context. The the press release said they're that they're two fitness models who will show up in the best of five Indian leg wrestling tournament. And verbatim, the press release says. What is Indian leg wrestling? Find out soon, only <laughs> at Fight Circus. So I'm like, well, I have absolutely no idea what that is. So, Jed, what was Indian leg wrestling? I had no idea either. So do you ever do that uh, stupid game when you're kids and you sit uh, parallel to each other but facing the opposite way? So, like, this is you and your legs are here yeah, and yeah. you each of you lift up the leg and then you come across and try and leverage the other one over? There's just that. Yeah. Does that make sense? So they yeah. just did that, like five rounds of it, until somebody won. But 
that's not like a cut like after the first one happens you know how the rest of them are gonna go yeah yeah, yeah. so like you get you. better tactics with it <laughs> like the person who won the first one just rolls for another couple of times it should be uh do you know who saquon barkley is jed yeah yeah of course i know he, the winner in fantasy this year i didn't hey, work me out too. Super well for me. hey me too high five on sadness <laughs> Yeah, no, win, it should be a it should be a like you win you stay and the end game is you have to do indian leg wrestling against saquon barkley dude i like so i would i would watch the absolute shit out of saquon <laughs> versus like nick chubb in indian leg wrestling oh yeah 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 who's that game, cat but. who's who's that cat on uh the redskins he was the number two pick oh my god out of ohio oh, state sure. Yeah, man. I watched. I for whatever reason, I wa- I'm weird, and I just watch. I watch football highlights like daily during football season. I don't think that makes you weird. I kind of think that makes you like, probably more normal than most of our viewership. Yeah, you watch. You watch American. Episode, I watch American. football highlights. Yeah, and I'm like, this man is a freak of nature. Miles Garrett too would be fun. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, before we let you go, Jed, any other fights that you want to see on Fight Circus? Any ideas you have? That we haven't so, that we haven't got to see yet. Well, who would win? We didn't answer the, the actual question. Who would win? Oh, I, said, I think I, the I two think best flyweights in the world would beat Francis. I, I agree. I, I agree. How about, the how question about, is, can they work together though? Because what if what if there's a low key simmering beef there, and yeah. then like because what would really be the funniest thing in the world is if like very quietly. Figgy Smalls just like hated Demetrius for whatever reason. It was like, all right, you take left, I'll take right. And then he just doesn't go and lets Mighty Mouse just run into Or better yet, like, David C. Figueredo just planks real hard because he has abs are insane. And Francis kind of picks him up like a weapon. Just awesome. I, I could see if it was if it was Figgy and Cejudo or anyone in Cejudo. I, I, I could see oh, any yeah. flyweight like yeah, Henry, you do that, and I'll do Sell this. Him down the river. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It'd be awesome. I'm so here for it. Uh, beyond that, though, so they've already got. They're doing a fight circus three. They'll. What, what's it called? Keep doing these forever. What's it called? Um, they already. They've thrown out ridiculous ideas that I I would be here for. A fight in a bouncy castle was one of them that I heard John Hutt say, Ooh. and. I a long time ago uh, in the Mist Fist column that me and AK Lee do, uh, I argue very strongly for uh, doing a fight on a slip and slide, uh, and I would just because that would be hilarious. Like it's not going to be good, but it will be funny. Uh, I'd really, really like to see that happen. That'd just be excellent. So, kicks only, kicks that. only though. Slip and slide and kicks Dude, only. <laughs> legitimately, the kick like so. All all nonsense aside, the kicking only fights that they've had in two fight services have been awesome. Like they have been really interesting, fun fights to watch. Granted, we're not talking about like elite level competitors here, but it is very different if you're just like, oh yeah, they can't punch each other. All they can do is kick each other because there's enough diversity in attacks. Like they did a spinning attacks only, and it didn't work out super well because <laughs> you can just back away when someone starts spinning. So it's pretty. It's hard to get offense generated. You, they need to do it in a smaller area to like make it so you just sort of have to take it or defend. But the kick only fight, like there's such a diversity to it. It's been awesome, and like every time the kick only fight, they call it human cockfighting. It's it's the best. Like I can't wait for a kick fight only league. It's gonna be awesome. I think they should do. I'm sure you guys have heard seen all the memes of 
Uh, when, when Joe Rogan talks about mixed martial arts, he's like, they should fight in a football field with no time limit, no hands, no, I mean, no glove wrap. So <laughs> no hands, make yeah. it happen, make it happen. <laughs> fight circus, have two people fight on a football field with no time limit and no gloves. I'm in. I'm in. You only win by pick. You win by throwing the other person through the the field goal post. Who would win an all kicking fight? DC versus Edson Barboza. Edson Barboza. Oh my god, that is such a good fight. Edson Barboza. Oh my god, that's such a good fight. No, you don't. You don't. You don't don't, don't need to answer me. Just think about it all week. We'll we'll, we'll return to it. Who would win a kicking fight? Edson. Edson Barbosa or Stefan Struve? Awesome idea. <laughs> Edson Barbosa versus Stefan Struve kicking contest. I mean, I'm still just going to take Barbosa, but that's me too. That's fun. Like this is the kind of insane nonsense you get at fight circus. That's why I'm here for it because they don't have the same toys to play with. They don't have Edson Barbosa, but they can just sit around and say, all right, what if we just had a really tall guy fight a really short guy, but he was never allowed to get off of his knees. Like, <laughs> like they, they could just do that. <laughs> and that's probably what uh, happened. Awesome. you love to see it. Yeah, I like, that. yeah I, I like the idea. Like Edson Barbosa versus DC, but Edson Barbosa can only spin. <laughs> Edson Barbosa can only spin. Ed- DC versus Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa can only wrestle, and DC can only throw leg kicks. There you go. Oh my god! What a fight! What a Edson Barbosa's wrestling versus DC's leg kicks would be a scrap. Just to see Edson Barbosa shoot a double on DC would be the best. Oh my god! Anyway, we've gone ten minutes over time, but that's what happens when we get on fight circus talk any other questions we have before we call it a uh, week casey i know we have you know uh, actually we had media day coming we have one oh yeah i got it. yeah actually one question about actually saturday's fights it's actually answering one question oh, steven austis why do people believe on the youtube comments why do people believe ufc wants lewis to ko curtis more times than not the grappler grappler will beat him also lewis has the clout from his hot balls run and he could rub them on Curtis. Well, I see what you did there. Uh, I don't. I think for sure the UFC does not want Curtis Blades to win because uh, Derek Lewis is way more marketable and way more popular. Curtis Blades, after his last performance against Volkov, Dan, Dana White was not happy whatsoever because Curtis Blades talked all that greasiness about not caring about what fans say. He just wants to win. And he went out there and just Ben Dominated. Ashman, uh Volkov. Had no issues with it. Obviously, was the most exciting fight, but a win is a win. Absolutely dominated. Uh, and then he, him and Derek Lewis have a lot of beef, a lot of greasiness. Derek Lewis actually scored the fight 5-0 for Volkov. <laughs> if, you, if, you if you weren't aware. Uh, hey, fighters so, should be judges, man. That's what I keep saying. Fighters should be judges. They, they, know, what, they know what it's like to be in there. <laughs> so, uh, Jed, does the UFC want Derek Lewis to knock out Curtis Blades? Of course. For all the reasons you said. Like that's pretty obvious. They they tolerate Curtis Blades. They like Derek Lewis. So in a plus, you know, Curtis Blades is like very very quietly just winning enough to demand a title shot, and he's not going to get one because of where he sits behind Francis Ngannou. So a Lewis win would kind of tidy that situation up right there for him. But they don't always get what they want, and they're not getting what they want this weekend. I agree. 
I agree. Also, uh, Curtis Blades is 0-2 versus Francis Ngannou. Uh, so if Francis is, is anywhere near a title shot, Curtis Blades is not going to be anywhere near a title shot. And, and putting it, say he's owing, saying he's 0-2 against Ngannou is putting it very positive. That's the most because those, those elves are bad zero and two. Like he took, yeah, he got crushed, and then he wasn't the first fight a decision. Oh, did he make it? No, he oh no, did it was a doctor stoppage. It was a doctor stoppage. Yeah, yeah, who in did Croatia. Who hit that like Kamara thing on? Who the hell was that? Um, yeah, it was early on, back when he had the cornrows still. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Anthony Hamilton, which is exactly who I thought it would be. Um, before we go, because I want I want to clarify two things. Uh, someone says, despite Carlisle question, it was a fight about this weekend, because he's fighting oh, yeah. uh, this weekend. And Suzanne, longtime commenter, says, we haven't asked Jed the most important question. We always ask new oh, yeah. guests. Jed, oh, God, I'm sure you've heard the question before. Every time we have a new guest, we, we get this question asked. If you have, in a hypothetical world, a hand cannon, a la Mega Man. You know who Mega Man is, right? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, a la Mega Man style. And you can have one flavor of ice cream shoot out of the hand cannon to solve world hunger. What flavor are you picking? And keep in mind, it is not a continuous stream. It is one. It's a doom, doom, scoop. Doom. Yeah. yeah. So it's not soft serve. It's scoop. It's a scoop hand cannon. Important. What flavor of ice cream are you picking? Uh, I had I thought I had an I thought I had the correct answer and then Israel Adesanya and uh, Brad Riddell changed my mind when we were on Fight Fight Island. Can I just clarify? You asked this question to literally everybody who's first time. On every the show. new guest, every new guest. Um, I can honestly say I have never once given this particular set of yeah. circumstances a thought. Uh, and I'm the goal is to cure world hunger. Yes. That's that's the target here. That uh, is the end goal. Then I guess I want to be as like, do I have to pick like an actual ice cream flavor? And I pick something. Yeah, like, no, you can't. It has to be a, an actual flavor of ice cream. You can go to your local store and buy. I mean, I'm just gonna go with vanilla. That's as boring. You sound like Pizza Carol. It's the most mundane of the choices, so I yeah, feel like that's the answer. Of- the for a long time, I thought the answer would have to be something with a lot of like pieces in it because it would obviously you'd fill up faster, like cookies and cream or uh, like Reese, the Reese peanut butter one or chocolate fudge brownie. And that was my answer for a long time. Uh, and then Israel Asani and Brad Riddell was like, "Why not make it Napolitano? Because that's three flavors." In one scoop, you get vanilla, you get chocolate, and you get strawberry. I'm a big fan of strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate together. So I think that is my new answer. You get three flavors, one scoop. Uh, I changed my mind. It's it's Reese's peanut butter cup. Like that's a good answer too. Casey, what was yours? Do you say like world hunger? I need like peanut butter as at least a protein that you can give to people. Yeah. So it feels see, like that might be the way see, to go. See, when you think about it, you do have the answer. Vanilla is the yeah, incorrect answer. You got the Casey. Didn't you say like pistachio or something? Or I, 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 I enjoy it. No, no, chocolate chip mint. Because I don't, I don't care about. I don't, guy, I don't care I about it. hunger. I just want to. I want to see. It's like the, the little mint chips are like shrapnel, and I'm just like giving yeah. cuts and everything. You know. Just, oh, so you could also use it to defend yourself. That's a weapon. Yeah, okay. yeah. that's smart. I feel smart. Like see, Casey. 
cannon. I get to use that as a weapon, regardless yeah. of what I'm shooting out of it, though. That's that four. That's that 4D chess thinking. Anyway, this has been Jose. That's Jed. That's Case. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. We'll see you next Wednesday. Stick around. Go watch Jed Machu lose on Between the Links, and then we'll be back next week on the A side. Peace. Rude. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.